Welcome to The High Road to Leadership, a journey to the heart of success and significance. I'm your host, Beverly Lewis, and I have a guest with me today that you are going to enjoy. John Garfield is a prolific writer. He has authored five books, his latest being Lead Your Tribe. He has written thousands of articles and publishes a weekly blog. He is a co-author of the Heart Plan Professional Development Program, and he believes everyone can live focused and full of enthusiasm for life you and me both, John. He is a husband, a father, a grandfather, a speaker, an author, a horse enthusiast, a world traveler, and a people lover. And his background as an engineer makes him the king of diagrams and flowcharts. I can tell the truth about that. He he is a truth teller and a friend. So welcome, John. Thank you so much. Yay, I'm glad you're here. Flowery Flowery introduction. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you. I had to dig for it. You don't make it easy as yeah. far as uh, you don't have a lot to say in your bio, but you've done a lot of things, gone a lot of places. And today I have to say that your latest book, Lead Your Tribe, is it's hard to say it's one of my favorites because I met you through your first two books. I read Releasing Kings and Desire to Destiny over gosh, probably a dozen years ago. And I know that's when we started a conversation and a dialogue. And so there's a lot to be said for the need for heart-based leaders today. That, as you know, is one of my things. So welcome, and let's talk about leadership. Yeah, let's do. Okay, so the the Lead Your Tribe book, uh, let's go ahead and just talk the title first. You know, tribe is a word that I think Seth Godin made popular and famous a number of years ago with his book called Tribe. But what is that? What does that mean to you, tribe? I'll briefly tell the story. I mean, we were you were part of uh, the, our initial uh, Heart Plan Zoom course, and we we went through that course, and uh, things you know got intimate in the sense of knowing one another's purpose, which that released a dynamic where we began to know one another, you know, the dozen people that were involved at a level that we didn't know, you know, other people in other institutional settings like work or church or any school, any place. And uh, that led to a desire to stay in touch. So we got done with the eight-week course and we did another one and uh, got done with that eight weeks and then nobody wanted to quit. So we started what we call the tribe. And uh, that's gone on for a couple of years now. And those relationships are all lifetime, whether they continue on the Zoom calls or not. Uh, because once you know what's in a person's heart, you know them at a, at a level we no, don't normally experience. And people, we, we all kind of long to be known at a heart level, at, at the level of our deepest desires. Um, so there is a little transparency thing going on there, but uh, for the most part, uh, people want to be found. They, they want to be discovered. They want to express their how they're designed. They want to express what's in their heart. That's what makes life Exciting, worthwhile. It does. One of the simple ways I just express it to people is that being around people who really get you, as well as people who can speak the truth and love to you and call you up 
not call you out, call you up. That is a, that's what we all need. That is what we all need. And I think that our culture does not really, uh, it's not set up for that. And that's where I wanted to, you know, get your message out here today because I feel that that the future of leadership is in that ability and and the and the ability to draw other people into their heart starts by us doing it for ourselves first, right? And I'm you know along that line, I'm I'm kind of kind of on a personal crusade to get rid of accountability. Okay, tell me <laughs> and, about that. And and goals from from this standpoint is that we all sort of resist goal setting and we've all had a bad experience with accountability and the reason is we have tried to set goals for ourselves based on you know maybe how we do things or what we do as opposed to the being on a foundation of our heart's purpose same way with accountability people try to you know sort of ramrod an agenda down to be like them or be like the procedure or whatever, and they don't take the time to get to know what's in our hearts. And that's a travesty that, that costs, uh, you know, business efficiency. It costs us in terms of creativity. It costs us in terms of relationships. And in the business world, we cannot afford to operate that way. It's barbaric. <laughs> uh, so there's, yes. you know, f- signing people up like, you know, the whole world is not a franchise where, you know, if you do exactly what I tell you to do, you'll get the same result. I mean, that's uh, that's the Amway sales pitch. It does not work. The, the washout rate is 95%. <laughs> I loved it. I read one of your blogs where you used the terminology that it's like trying to make everybody into an Egg McMuffin when we've got croissants and all the all the different spectrum. And I, I think that cookie cutter approach to success is prevalent and and it's all I think that I could title this uh, episode ditch accountability and get people to listen <laughs> because they would say what are you talking about and it's yeah. and it's that accountability to you helping me get my dream to come true versus me helping you to understand your dream and then cooperate to help you get what you want. That's the difference, right? Yeah, it it touches the whole concept of management and leadership. For and and one of my definitions is that the, you know a good leader uh, always communicates in terms of purpose, and it's not their purpose; it's got to be our purpose. So that a good leader understands what's in your heart. Uh, before he asks you for anything, and uh, that di- that dynamic, co- you know, you replace accountability with, uh, you know, the level of commitment and personal sacrifice people will make in something like a business or a military setting or whatever. If um, you know everybody's on the same purpose page and and we have that respect for one another, where you know, I know what your purpose is, you know what mine is, and that's our contract for working together. Uh, when we skip that step, you know, we just miss people, and it's criminal. <laughs> okay, you know, I have. To, I want to talk to you about how to find your purpose. And I, I know 
you know, there's the online heart plan. But let's, I remember when I read your first book, uh, Releasing Kings, at least that was the first book I read. Was that your first book? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I, I wrote down a quote that staggered me. And it was, it went something like this. I'm not, it, I don't have it per, you know, verbatim from your book, but it was something to the effect of that the uh, people want to change and think they can change by changing their minds. But real change comes on the heart level, and the heart can be resistant to change. Now, let's talk about that. I think that. I, I, that part about it being resistant to change, I just have all, I had always been taught that if you change your mindset, you know, that it's all in your mind. And, it, and I think that I know that I operated by default out of my intellect. So that kind of shook me to my core. I wanted to be a heart-based leader, but I realized there was a level that I hadn't I hadn't touched my heart. So talk to me about that concept of changing by changing your mind versus changing your heart and how do you get to the heart of the matter? Yeah. So I use, uh, you know, sort of your spirit or your heart somewhat synonymously. Those terms are biblical and they're not, you know, there's not a lot of space between them. But hearts communicate with the by experiences, and they can be spiritual experiences or they can be natural experiences. But the point is that the idea of changing your mindset ignores your heart. And our culture tends to just believe in that people have minds and that's it, <laughs> that we're heartless. And we're not. Uh, we, we're, we were created with a, a spirit or a heart and that's the primary way we communicate with one another. That, that, uh, that there is a spiritual dynamic at work, whether you believe in it or not. You know, just if you, you can try to take the hammer and smash out the oil light, but that doesn't mean <laughs> you're not, you don't have a problem with your engine. Um, so I, I do understand very clearly, I mean, I experience it every day at work. Um, you know, people are told, you know, what to do and why to do it and change their mindsets if they have a bad attitude to conform to, you know, what what is expected and, uh, and, and it just doesn't work. You know, people offer up outward appearances to, you know, get their paycheck, but uh, that does not mean you've captured their attention or their creativity or what they bring to the table. And to miss that... Uh, contribution is to miss you know what that person brings to you know to your business we we can't afford to miss it that's that's the genius of working with people is that we're we're leveraging what they can do to help our businesses to make money to be creative and um, it's it's just the way people work so like in a business setting like you're describing, how how could you uh, how would you advise somebody to be more in tune to their own heart so that they can hear the hearts of others? What is there a way? I mean, I know there is, but I'm asking you to talk to our <laughs> listeners about it. 
Yeah, I think it just starts with, um, you know, being conscientious or being faithful with uh, what is the desire, you know, of your heart. And, you know, in Christianity, we make a huge mistake trying to distinguish between, you know, what's what's God's desire and, and what's our desire. So those can be separate, but it's easy to bring them back together. I mean, once you wake up and see that, uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, God's on a different page, it's, you know, it's prudent to get on the same page and to realize that that's where the fun is. That's where the enjoyment for life is. So that's not a hard switch uh, or a hard thing to do. And, um, and it's not like we're robots that he wrote desires in our heart, but our life is not scripted or, um, you know, mechanical. There, there's lots of room for creativity the future is not all blocked out. Uh, we're helping create the future. Uh, that's that's part of uh, you know sort of the faith and business journey. Is that th- there's real genius behind that? Let's talk about helping create a better future. I know that all of us want that. We've had so much difficulty in our culture, both nationally and certainly internationally, and we can talk about that too because I know you have. Uh, a love for the nations and a particular interest in the Netherlands and travel there regularly and speak and teach there. But I, I want to, when we talk about the leadership that could impact nations, what kind of characteristics do you think that we need to carry in order to make progress in that area? What what are some of the things that you long to see in the leaders that we are mentoring and bringing, uh, bringing, you know, those, not just us, but certainly the next generation? What do we need, John? Yeah. So the, one of the experiences I had was after we wrote Releasing Kings, so we went to the Ukraine and did business conferences and talked about that book. And they were oftentimes in church settings, but there, there were businessmen there and in Poland as well. So Ukraine, um, you know, the Russian Revolution happened in 1917. So they were under communism from 1917 to the 1990s. And, um, you know, older people walking down the street wouldn't even make eye contact. So living in a culture where everyone was told where to live, what to do, you know, there was virtually no freedom. Um, that was the you know, the, the, the evidence of that pain or that destruction in their culture was, you know, easy to see. Same in uh, Poland. Uh, Poland was invaded like in the late 1795 or so. And so it wasn't a nation for 123 years until the end of World War I in 1918. Then it was free and vibrant and prosperous for 20 years, and then it got invaded by Germany and, <laughs> and then occupied by Russia for 50 years. So same thing there, where people lived in a culture where they felt they had no freedom to be, to choose you know, what they wanted to do, to you know, had no expectation that they should have you know, freedom to do that. So culturally, we are in the same place. Uh, you know, we, we might think we're more free, but, uh, you know, I just think we have an opportunity uh, or, or, or I use the term reformation. I think we're on the cusp of changing the dynamic where 
you know, we value um, what God wrote in our hearts. We value the desires that are in people's hearts and we trust those things and we try to f- cooperate with them and release them and flow with them. And um, that's a that's a dynamic that just releases motivation in those we work with or those that are our employees or our followers. If we respect them enough to understand what's in their hearts, the it just releases a tremendous, you know, loyalty or patriotism or, you know, it's the stuff that make com- makes companies great. <laughs> when you have a, you know, a staff that's always looking to build new wings on your business initiatives or on your cash flow or on your creativity or on your value, uh, that's, that's a good thing. You know, and the price tag is that we take time to understand what's in those people's hearts and we try to, uh, you know, plug them into their area of greatest, you know, contribution. People want to make a contribution. They want to be valued. They want to add value. So that's not hard to do. Uh, it's easy to do. That is key. I love that, that people want to make a contribution. That's how they're wired. So that brings me to another thing that I've heard you say about that people buy into your why before they buy into what you're doing or what you're selling. And that's a whole part of this, what you're talking about with the key to business initiatives and moving uh, your dream forward is is the why. Can, can you comment on that? Yeah, when you think about sales, which is, you know, like anathema for a lot of us, <laughs> you have to realize, you know, what is it that people want? Do they really want your widget? Well, they might. They might need it. But uh, the deepest and most motivating, you know, sales metric is purpose. And so when you see someone who's got, you know, a good product or a good idea the first thing you're attracted to is their charisma. They're excited about what they're doing. And that is touch indirectly touching. I mean, you're fascinated by the fact that they have a purpose, that they're excited about it. So <laughs> aside from the widget or the product or the service they're selling, you're attracted to um, sort of the charisma of that person. And the reason we are is because the question we all have in our minds is, what is my purpose? You know, can my dream come true the way it does for you? Uh, can, my, can my aspiration be fulfilled? That's the deepest question that we all have. And if, when, when you, regardless of what business or any product or service you sell, if you can carry that as part of your culture, that attracts both customers and sales and employees, by the way. I mean, that dynamic is what makes life, it, it has romantic value. <laughs> I mean, it has value on every level. <laughs> it does. And I, I, you know, I think that we've, most of us have heard it said that people do business with those that they know, those like and trust. You know, we've, we hear about that no like and trust factor, but what you're really describing with the charisma and the, and the heart uh, being open and communicated, communicative and pulling what's not only in your own yeah, heart, but in other No like and deep. trust is a little bit on the surface. It I is. Mean, mutual, 
mutual purpose is what's underneath those three things. I love that. So it's kind of like the iceberg under the surface, which is much bigger, much, much bigger than what you see. And so, the, yeah, and the the thrill of working with other people that share your values or share your purpose, um, that dynamic is so powerful that we long for it. I mean, people almost long for that in parallel with purpose. You know, they they just want to you know get plugged in. Purpose is what is what makes it work. It's what makes it fun, but the you know, having your own purpose and working on it is one thing, but finding your tribe and working together with people that share that purpose, that's a party. I love it. And that actually, <laughs> I had my notes to ask you that is the next thing. I, you always talk about it's fun, and I love fun. It, that's like, okay, sign me up. You always talk about ha- have fun, make money, and love people. And I thought, okay, that is my game. So can you? what's behind that saying? Have fun, make money, love people. Do you want to add anything to that? So have fun. Those charismatic people that we all you know, want to emulate are connected with their purpose. That's why they're excited. That's why they're charismatic. That's, where that's why their life works. That's why we want to emulate them. So that's what... You know, experiencing your purpose is, you know, inherently fun. And when you follow that to where it logically leads or where your heart, you know, you will create value for other people. That is a product or a service that, uh, you know, blesses people. That um, makes money. That That's how money is made. Money is not made by, you know, Passive investments. I don't think there's any such thing as passive income. Um, I believe that uh, wealth is created out of value provided. And um, when you connect with your own purpose, it's fun to create that value for other people. And all these things are added (laughs) because when you put value, when you put purpose and value first, everything else gets added. And when you... When you get into that process, so now you're having fun and making money, uh, the third step is loving people because you realize that as you're adding value to those people with your business or your product or your service, you're you're in a position to be passionate about the value you give to people. And uh, that, that is the, you know, ultimate expression that we loving people and having passion for all the way up to nations is, you know, sort of the purpose of the purpose. (laughs) You know, we have a purpose, we have a direction, it's wired into us, but uh, it's going someplace. It gets a result. It's not just about my personal happiest. I mean, I'm happy when I'm connected with my purpose, but I'm even more happy when I see the fruit of it. on, in other people or in other nations or in, in businesses, whatever. Um, so have fun, make money, love people is, you know, something that came up in a conference about 15 years ago. It came out, you know, sort of prophetically and it has stuck ever since. And what I hear from you is a father's heart. And I love that because we do need more 
uh, father's hearts in our culture today. That's a part of leadership that I think has been uh, missing and is is uh, so valuable. So as we wrap up here today, I would love to uh, have you tell us where to get in touch with you, uh, what what to do. I'll put it in the show notes, of course, but give us your websites and how you how you, how our re- listeners can reach out and get in touch with their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to give one. It's onlineheartplan.com. Uh, that that would be my suggestion. There, uh, there's a video there. There's a summary of uh, what the heart plan does. An introduction, introduction to what we do. So that's the easiest place to go. Onlineheartplan.com. Yep. All right. Well, John, I can't thank you enough for your yeah, time today. It is it is fun. And I do love people. And I am thankful for you. And I always have to close each episode of The High Road to Leadership with it's become my motto and has been for, gosh, 15, 20 years that the best is yet to come.